0: Smell
1: something. Put that cookie down. Oh, welcome to the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. I'm Shane. I'm Josh. I'm Star. And uh, we're filmmakers, we're fans, and we're fettuccine carbonara <laughs> 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 Because we have, an, we, have a, we have a bona fide Italian cinematographer on today, Pat. Ciao. 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 <laughs> Ciao,
0: nerds. What's going on?
1: uh pat pat patrick 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 is a cinematographer friend of ours that we've
2: all all three of us have worked with now he's oh, friend sorry it is friend. <laughs> you're, not a, you're not a friend <laughs> you only worked? how is josh oh, josh worked on monday morning musical got it
1: yeah like like a work like work with, i got
3: pat donuts so? he we're best friends yeah, wait what donuts i got pat donuts too. why didn't i get these donuts you, did you get part donuts. of the camera. You're on uh-huh. set. Yeah, actually, no. Was we're this on
1: a my set?
3: This was on.
2: Yeah. This your set. was
1: on my set, and yeah. I missed out on donuts. I, I, I can't record donuts. <laughs> Dude,
2: <laughs> you heard? Surely you heard about the hissy fit I had on L plates, where like oh. I watched the BTS footage and everyone's eating donuts, and I was like, "When the fuck?" They did that They were on the happen? craft
1: services <laughs> table. You had no excuse there.
2: I no, remember you. Charles you and Pat, Pat,
1: and our camera crew on. I we shot. He Pat shot my feature film, Red Curtain Hell. And um, uh, about halfway through, everyone got addicted to coffee and donuts, purely because cheap cold cinnamon donuts, cheap cold cinnamon donuts, yeah, and, and and coffee from whatever the the local cafe
3: was. Burnt Seven Eleven coffee. That's,
1: oh, that and, been cheaper. And I ended up going over budget on our initial budget <laughs> purely because of the coffee and donuts, which ended up costing. Because it was about like because getting everyone coffee. The donuts were cheap as chips, but the coffee was like 50 to $60 every day. <laughs> so it like actually inflated our budget past my
2: estimates. It's which good for all the fun. filmmakers
0: out there, you know, get a coffee budget. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's one of the most important yeah. things
2: when budgeting <clears throat> a, a, a micro-budget film, or yeah. even a major budget. Like uh, the, the latest uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, it went three times over the budget purely because of coffee. Really? Right. No, of course <laughs> not.
1: I, I say we're joking, but, but I'm literally facts. for the next one planning on... on... Every
0: podcast? I was. Uh, yeah, I, I was. I mean, I don't know if that's a big deal for anyone. No, no. no. <laughs> standing behind Jeffrey Rush. <laughs> we put we him in his place in the first <laughs> yeah. episode. Oh, I've yeah. noticed you've talked about you, <laughs> it. Have you,
1: have you watched it, Pat? Have you seen him? No, you, no I haven't actually. Oh, you've got to do it. Anyone um, got a pirate copy?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the a only pipe. way I watch yeah. it. But it's aren't all copies
1: of movies. that movie pirate copies? No. Fuck. Go fucking die. You left it open. You left it open. So, Pat, tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Well... I'm Italian, as we established. Um, so I know you guys have worked, two out of three of you, I've worked on films with you. Josh, haven't worked for you yet. So it's, uh, yeah, my history is worked in news. Sorry, I'm talking into the microphone. Um, started in news and learnt sort of a lot of camera work through there and then just started branching out into, you know, commercials and assisting. you you're a camera operator? Camera operator in news for a little bit. Mostly yeah. in the office I started, then I got into camera operating. And, yeah, I was... Uh, well, I was film? trained by the guy that trained Philip Bloom, the, for Ooh. those people out there. Um, so he taught he, you
1: how to hit his girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, sorry. Well, It's, it's was... with an open hand. <laughs> That's <laughs> how, <laughs> how you don't
0: get in trouble. It's yeah. rough. Um, <laughs> so you went to film school? Yes. Went to film school, yep, yeah, down in Byron Bay. Um, in Byron. And actually got to shoot on film which is pretty impressive. Ooh. I was yeah. on a set that yeah. shone
1: on film and I got a photo behind the 35mm camera despite the fact that I was only gaffing it. Yeah, but cool. that's like been my one... That was one
0: DP for a while, wasn't it? Yeah, display pic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. It was
1: uh, like, I mean, it pretty much is. I got asked yeah. to send a photo for like a, a thing and that's the only photo of me I have because yeah. they don't take photos of me. Yeah. But it looks good. Yeah, I look really young. I got one when I was on
0: a commercial. I was just holding the camera like this. You know, in my arm. Like it thing. wasn't even operating. Like a film camera? Like a film camera? A <laughs> film camera, 16mm Oh, 16mm. Oh, oh, I know. Mil. I remember when I got... You can, first if you look sh- close, you can see my semi-chub.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I remember just when I you. got... It, uh, that's how you're holding it up, isn't <laughs> it? You've <just> got a <laughs> you purge on it. <laughs> on that's how you operate. Take a camera. Pull focus. Oh, Jesus. Um,
1: yeah. I remember when I first shot with a red camera and I just got, I made the, someone take a photo of me next to the red camera just because I was like, I'm shooting on the camera that Peter Jackson shot on. It's a good time. So, yeah. well, I guess so you should just... Ask-
0: cool. Shot on film. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I still have a tin of unexposed film. 16 mil? Use. Yeah, 16 What's mil. your plan Super with 16. it? Just Are to it have it? It's sitting in my fridge. It's been in my fridge for like, what was it, like seven years now. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah we we gotta do something we have to shoot okay we'll do right. a thing shotgun I'm not
1: no I shotgun from you two I'm doing the 16 mil film yeah. <laughs> yeah. you're none yeah. of you are getting it it's like so. just like normal 16 yeah. mil yeah, yeah like. I love the I specifically love the grain structure in 16 yeah. mil film yes. even more so than 35 mil which is weird mm. super 16 is the best that's, that's what it is like super super oh it is super yeah, 16 oh my god oh okay I've got a semi-chub now so I guess we all have semi-chubs just talking about well I guess we should ask the question because some yeah. of our listeners might not know what is a cinematographer? Well, I guess the title of this episode is What
2: the Fuck is a Cinematographer? So, yeah. what, what the fuck is a cinematographer? I don't even know, and I do it. <laughs> um, you, no, you have worked for both Shane and yeah, I, and we true? can guarantee you have no idea. I still don't know. <laughs> it's painting with light. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, God. <laughs> that, but, <laughs> I mean, God. Mm. Like, oh, I
0: guess on the, on the simplest form, mm. you're sort of making the film from a technical point of view in, when it comes to camera and lighting. So you do, you are in charge of the <laughs> Shane's like talking to the microphone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're in charge of the the supposed the look of the film and how you execute it with cameras and with lighting. Oh,
3: I think like because all film is the balance of technical and like, like yeah, art, creativity and like artistry and like and then I believe cinematography is where it's most evident and, mo- and most in its physical form because you see it the most in practice.
0: Yeah, so, but also it should be in some way invisible. People shouldn't mm. be just noticing.
1: That part of tell the that film. to tell that to Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Every shot's just like, give me yeah. the Oscar. Yeah, yeah. No, I now. agree. And like, he deserves it.
3: Basically. He deserves yeah. it. Yes, yes, yes. yes, like with yeah. editing. If you, yeah, visible exactly, exactly like, like editing. Yeah. Yeah. exactly. Mm. If so.
0: you're walking out and the only thing you notice was the shots, then you know that's a bit of a problem. As a but film. see
1: then, but as far as like layman audiences mm. might not. But see then, like I've talked to layman people who like you're showing the
2: them- photographer of the movie.
0: Yeah, on the most basic form. That is what you yeah. do. It's it, it almost as
2: if you are the director of photography.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. <it's> crazy. <laughs> that's, what? That's, 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 uh, so cinematographers that are normally shortened to DP, which makes for some fun jokes on yeah. set always. because it does. Because uh, uh, Pat's DP, me. he's DP Chance. <laughs> he's, you know, I'll this. DP anyone. <laughs> <laughs> he's a DP whore. Um, so how does the oh, lighting shit. and the camera work together? Like both at the same time? Um yeah.
0: You're so, essentially
1: running two departments because Essentially you, have, you
0: are. But you know, if you have a good gaffer, so the gaffer's in charge of the lighting, he's the head of the electrics. If if you've got a good gaffer, he can take a lot of that pressure off you in terms of knowing what you need to do. You could just say, look, I want it to look sunset, he'll go like great, I'll do this and he'll sort that out and then you can tweak the lighting. You've got to you know, like there's a there's a lot of harmony between the camera and the lenses and, and the kind of lighting that you're using. You've got to work closely with the director as well because you need to know what his vision is or her vision. You can't just do... Or their vision. Or their vision, yeah, yeah, their vision. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you know, before you can just go ahead and do whatever you want, so...
1: So, like, I guess, well, one question, because I I still, I've worked on sets, and I still, what the fuck is a best boy?
0: Um, Oh, yeah, so a best boy is the gaffer's assistant, basically. He's, like, the first assistant to the gaffer. He's his best boy, and that term comes from, like, an old, back in the day, really early cinema... It was like the gaff would bring like their grandkids to work or something, you know. And no, no, seriously, like <laughs> for fact, real, yeah, well, it's like, really old school. Yeah, they'd bring like some, you know, and they'd just choose the their best assistant, and that just became the term. I've actually like, spoken
3: to boy. people like on that's mm. worked on like the big budget yeah. films recently, and he's just like, yeah, actually, the best boy is like really important. Like he's yeah, in charge. He time. runs the yeah. people. He like and, you know, he's in the charge troops. of
0: you know the distribution of all the electricity. So mm. you know if something overloads, it, it's on them. Mm. You know they've got to be in charge. Because Gaff is doing a, a lot of different things, he's yeah. you know integrating with the DP and like yeah,
2: the, so so like, the best boy would be like the most technical job. Yes,
1: definitely.
3: As far as, far yeah. as goes. like yeah, yeah, unlike
2: yeah. independent like stuff that we do, like
3: the well, we almost
1: yeah. don't have best boys. Well, in- yeah, <laughs> Chris. You, just, you
3: just get like randoms or like like, hey. like on, the, on, on the big films like, you do, and
0: like the best boy isn't like a young person. It could be an older yeah. guy or woman. Well, because well. Well. like, like it's on bigger stuff, like yeah.
3: DP wouldn't even be opping sometimes. He'd be sitting with no. the director, yeah. and same with the gaffer, and then yeah. that's when they order the troops around. So yeah. it's, like, yeah. it's interesting. Though. Yeah,
1: exactly. Oh, I realised just once again that I forgot to ask the question. That yeah, we start every episode with... someone needs to, You guys need to remind me, because yeah. I just keep forgetting. I just go straight into the topic. Hey, Shane, what
2: movies have you seen this week? We, as was? always,
1: we start by asking, what have you been watching? What have movies I've been watching? Okay, we'll, we'll circle back to the topic again. I guess two weeks is not bad. Um, So I watched... Uh, <laughs> I watched a movie called Call Me By Your Name, which is the it's one of the big Oscar frontrunners at the moment. It's this... It won Sundance and it's winning a bajillion awards and it's this, like, romance about uh, a 24-year-old guy and a 17-year-old guy in Italy. And it's it's shot by a guy who's known for, like... He's an Italian director and he's known for doing these artsy films. Probably at, my cousin. <laughs> probably <laughs> your cousin. Uh, but... I went in really wanting to like it, and I didn't. It was not it. It just I never connected with any of the characters or the emotion of it. There was a couple. There was like three specific sequences where that got like a genuine emotional moment, and two of them were these big long takes. There's this one in the middle that's like sublime, but then the rest of it's just. I know it just felt like a whole lot of nothing, and I know I'm in the minority because everyone loves this movie to pieces. I just it, it didn't. get I me. Mean, there's a fun scene though in the middle of it. It's like because it, it, it's in Italy and they have their Italian. No, they have their Italian sort of <laughs> neighbors come yeah. over, and they just because the, the the main family of the film is American, they're living in. They're just gesticulating in, they're movies, or, yeah. and they're arguing about moving. They go la la la, la cinema, la, la, and they're like, and it's just, and they just keep cutting to the guys watching these two, this couple, this Italian couple, like it's bickering. Gross. It's the fu- it got the biggest laugh it was one of my favourite moments in the movie um, and then no, last we were
0: just talking about what they want to eat for dinner
2: yeah, was, no, no, no. yeah. yeah. like yeah. hey how are you doing today
1: and then last night I saw a movie called Darkest Hour fuck it is that an older one good. no 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 it's one of the new Oscar baiting ones okay it's, it's the one that um, Gary Oldman's probably going to win the Oscar for. He plays Winston that Churchill. your text. Oh, right. I yeah. mean, your text. Yeah, I your, made a post last night. I just said Gary motherfucking Oldman Which on is Facebook. like my feeling
2: every day. I wake yeah. up and I'm just this like, is, Gary I motherfucking if, Oldman, am I right? If this doesn't
1: win him the the Oscar, like, nothing will. But, like, holy... F- on paper, this movie should be a really Oscar-baity generic movie. We've mm. talked before about how, like, if it's like a dramatic story, they tend to not shoot it very well because, oh, it's an important story. The camera doesn't need to do anything. Um, Darkest Now is directed by Joe Wright, who did oh, yeah. Atonement, yeah. Um, Pride and Prejudice, and we won't talk about Pan. Um, but <laughs> and like it's like in the same way that like Me and Earl the Dying Girl, every fucking shot is so articulated you would love it yeah, i think okay. the way they light it is really interesting for a period mm-hmm. thing they do this scene they do a scene with like a single bulb lighting the whole scene and cool. they deliberately do it like they break a lot of rules like you're not meant you're meant to fill people's eyes and you're not meant to shoot it with a bit of green to make people look sick and they break yeah. all of that and then the camera work is exquisite it's like i mean i, I don't think it's as good of like Atonement for me is like a masterpiece. I watch that one every year. This one is close too. There's like a couple of moments that I didn't love and they do the titles at the end of the historical movie which I'm a bit sick of. I mean there's no one who doesn't know how World War II ended. Let's put it that way. So like we don't need to know, oh, they such and such happened but Mm. every historical movie does it. But yeah, and then I've also been reading the script for The Post. Because that movie doesn't come out until next year for us. That's the Spielberg. That looks it looks yeah. it, apparently it, someone tweeted about it, and they said if you thought Spotlight had boring camera work, which I did, and mm-hmm. uh, they said if you thought Spotlight have, had boring camera work, you should watch The Post because it's like Robert Zemeckis on a Coke bender. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that is that has sold yes. me on this movie yep. so much. That's a Spielberg
3: one, isn't it? Yes,
0: Spielberg. Uh, Janus, Yanush Janusz, Janusz me. Window Behind light, yeah. window did light, he, everything did he, is window light. A
3: director at the same time as Ready Player One as well. Like, Pretty you, much, yeah.
1: he didn't want like he, I. No, I think he shot Ready Player One already. They were doing it in post, and so then he just, then like he just literally drugs, make two movies. Yeah, Spielberg, no, Spielberg just, like, Spielberg boom boom just down, can like just go things. into it. Spielberg, he shot like, and did that one in 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 a year. He shot that yeah, one and right. finished it within a year. He's nuts. It's like Ridley
3: Scott with uh, Christopher Plummer, like reshooting all those scenes. <laughs> yeah,
1: he could, he could, he could, uh, he could, he found the time to reshoot Christopher Plummer in in a week before it gets released, but couldn't find brown people for that movie set in Africa. Wrong episode change. Priorities. previously on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, go, we'll, go, uh, we'll go around the other way, Pat. What have you been watching this week?
0: Yeah, I haven't watched much. Actually, I watched Star Wars, but. That's probably not
1: now. It's not the time. I saw, that was this well, morning, well, no, no, wasn't no, a little, yeah. bit, a little bit. I think now this will be yeah. like the third episode in a row where we've talked about. No, yeah. yeah. well, I, I saw your Facebook comment. I wasn't impressed at all. No, not really. It, from, was, it was kind of from a story or a technical point of view. From
0: yeah, from a story point of view. Really? Yeah. yeah. You're wrong. You're don't right tell me, you no, know, tell me. They made, I feel like I missed something. I, don't I know, feel it like just, no, it no. didn't get. It didn't grab me like as much. I think. I think
1: what what grabbed it for me is that it. It, I've never gone into a blockbuster film mm. and really been surprised mm. with a very few exceptions and At this Wap. uh Snoke. Yeah, that uh, was good. Ray you're not special. Mm. Uh you're oh, no I love one. one the way it ended I think I was totally expecting Laura Dern to be evil all the time because that's what they always do in every movie. It's that supporting character that's yeah. important. but they was, never articulate She was gonna be the Lando
2: Carithian. Yeah. That's and what then,
1: I was expecting. No, no, no. She gets like the crowning like that, you gotta admit that moment where she hyperspeeds through the, the, the that was It was that was amazing. That was she epic. should have
0: done it like straight up. <laughs> Instead <Like, laughs> <except, laughs> of waiting for everyone to get killed and be like, I, I will admit, as you know, soon yeah. as she did
2: it, I was like, Why did you do that yeah, earlier? That
0: was Come like on. yeah. But it was that was badass. That, that was, was that was cool. pretty cool. And I thought uh
1: from a visual like I was talking about this earlier like from a visual point of view I think it lacked a lot of that very kinetic Mm. back and forth that the Force Awakens because I watched Force Awakens and Last Jedi back to back but I thought from a story point of view I thought they were actually like making it'll be interesting to see where it goes but they were making decisions like I've I, I've never been surprised in a blockbuster like that before, especially something like Star Wars. Yeah. See, so you, you expect The Force Awakens. I think that's why it's so divisive. Everyone's like, it's the worst movie in the world. But I was just happy that I got to be surprised yep. in a big budget movie because that just never happens. Mm. It never happens. I got, You have to go to like a, a weird cinema two hours away to see a movie that surprises yeah, you.
3: Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and, like it was messy, but it was confronting. And I was like, but it was kind of what... I prefer to like the cookie
2: cutter, like it's going kind to of panda to what the audience wants. Yeah. The next Yes, it, it, it was the Iron Man three of this. Uh, of yes, the Star Wars, it was like the Iron 100%. Man three. Hundred percent. Yes, In- Do you reckon? Uh, I think so. Did you, I, you what, like? What, actually, what were your views on Iron Man? 3? I loved Iron Man. 3. Oh, okay, I yeah. absolutely loved it. Thank yeah. you. It's great. Yeah,
1: Iron Man three yeah. is. Well, we've said this before. It's our favorite Marvel yeah, movie or, just yeah, ever. Yeah. It. I mean, but that's 100%. Shane Black. Yeah. <laughs> Shane Black. doesn't Oh my have, god, Shane yeah, Black should honestly, make the next Star Wars. That's all I've watched this week. I haven't. You didn't watch anything? Movies,
0: TV shows. TV shows. I just finished The Punisher. Oh, oh, nice. How is it? Do
1: you like it um,
0: It was a bit slow, kind of moved okay. at like an iceberg pace. I was kind of like, where's the action at? That's kind of why I got into it. I was like, I was just, <laughs> you're like, yeah. I want to see him smoke Smash some up. bastards and it'll be great. <laughs> yeah. But it just kind of, you know. it was a lot of him having nightmares. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, uh, I don't really care. Is there a lot of monologuing? <laughs> oh, no, you are
1: no, no, not really. really no, 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 thank God. that's okay. <laughs> great. Yeah. It <laughs> was just yeah. too much of that endeavor. What have you been watching, Josh? Oh, yeah! No, that's fine, guys. <laughs> We're just throwing it up. We're throwing it.
3: Uh, up. I just not too much. Um, just been rewatching Mystery Science Theater. Just- Ooh, Mystery Science nice. Theater. I need to watch that. Everyone yeah. raves about it. Yeah, it's a fun time. Fill me in. I haven't heard of it. So yeah. it's yeah. basically like. Kind of like a comedy show. Yeah, as well, like, what's
2: the story of they it like exactly? Comment, don't, don't they, they like comment? Don't really have, have a story? To me they the do sentence. have a story though and that's the way they think. because when I first watched it I was like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just watch this. No, but they try trying people. in the eighth season to try to force
3: a story and then they abandoned it. Oh, okay. So, Isn't it like
1: they watch other pop culture things and comment on it? They watch
3: really bad movies but it, the idea is that like, this <laughs> evil scientist is trapped this guy. To watch bad movies and make him insane, and, but he's got robot companions, and then they comment on the movie, so they actually play the movie, and then like they still just the whole them. movie, or like yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah, they, they silhouette still still them down the bottom, down the bottom, <laughs> and they just do. It's basically just commentaries on movies, yeah. but like really bad movies. So it's, it's like,
1: how did this get made? Almost
2: uh, kind of, but they're watching <laughs> yeah. the movie at the same and time. It's like a, oh, yeah. a comedy wow. commentary okay. sort of thing. Yeah, oh, wow. very fun. Oh, yeah. yeah, and it's like a bunch of like a lot of
3: miniatures and all that. So it's just, like very quirky and like, oh cool. I've
1: seen I've seen clips yeah. and stuff. It's on Netflix, isn't it?
3: Yeah, that's the, the, that's new, that's the one. new one. Yeah, yeah. The,
2: the new one I haven't watched yet. Is it's, it Felicia Day? Who's yeah, it? Felicia Day mm-hmm. and
3: Patton Oswald. And- nice oh, Patton yeah. Oswalt. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Oh,
2: yeah. What have you been watching, Tanser? Um. So uh, surprise, surprise. I watched Bowfinger because still a riding great that s- high. A great film from the Disaster Artist. I went mean, Disaster <laughs> Artist, Edward, and Bowfinger because like Bowfinger kind of structured. How not how I want it, it was the reason why I really wanted to make uh, movies, uh, Bowfinger, and just reading like all of Peter Jackson's old work, like uh, Bad Taste and stuff, and, and yeah, it's it's just a fun movie. You only put me onto that
1: recently. Have we had this conversation? I feel like we haven't had this conversation Probably. before. Probably. Have you watched it like twice this year? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Oh, okay. It's such a, I. I. I didn't. Ex- when I remember when the movie came out and I saw the trailers for it and I had no idea what it was, so I never paid attention. And then you. You told me the story. It's like, uh, Steve Martin's like a, a con artist kind of filmmaker. He's trying to make a low budget thing, and then they make the film around a big star
0: who doesn't know he's. In, who, doesn't who doesn't know he's in the, he's
1: in the in movie? Way. And I was like, this is the. Best idea
0: oh, ever! Because they just approach him, like the actors just start acting, and, and the it, fact and he's that like, he's hell are you? clearly
2: <laughs> a Scientologist, so he's like, "Oh my God, the aliens are out to get me!" So good. <laughs> so oh, good.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. I love
2: that film. Yes. Okay,
1: well, okay, now we'll circle back to, to
2: So what's cinematography again? What are we talking
1: so what's about? cinematography? Well, you, you mentioned earlier about photography. It's coffee and movies. donuts. Yes, uh, coffee love and cinema? donuts. Isn't isn't that, that's a name. Cinema. thats not that no? Coffee and cigarettes is Paul Thomas Anderson's first short. Um yeah. a, we, coffee and donuts is Adam Green's first feature feature film oh. that hasn't been released because he had, like, copyrighted musicals through it. Shane's um, Fun Facts. <laughs> Shane's Fun Facts today. And that, that finishes Shane's Fun Facts. Um, you mentioned before about the, the director-cinematographer relationship. What is that to you?
0: It is probably the most important thing of a film. If you don't have a good relationship, if there's no clear communication, you're kind of screwed.
1: So it's like dating. <laughs> Essentially.
0: You know, and you can have sex if you want. I think it works better. Like I think a, we to be honest, <laughs> you can DP each other. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, DP it's DPing is like <laughs> dp That's disgusting. Look, it's, it's very important um, because you both need to be clear and there's got to be a lot of communication with the style and the visual language and, you know, what you're trying to achieve well, together.
1: I found this weird thing because there's a lot of directors I meet who seem to have no like, – or cinematographers, even like bad cinematographers mm. – who don't seem to, like, the impression that a lot of people get is the cinematographer picks the shots and everything like that. And to me, I know, like, there are some filmmakers and and DPs that do that and it works really great for them, but to me, like, if if you the difference between a dolly in and a dolly out or a dolly sideways or a still shot or a different frame changes the entire context of a story Absolutely. so to me the job of a director is to pick that. and you obviously work with your cinematographer and this and cuz i mean you and i have like a, just a great working relationship. we've worked together for like 5 yeah. years now yeah. and so we'll oh, come <laughs> <I hate it. laughs> kill me i <laughs> move to sydney Can't for to sydney reason. just to get away from me yeah, I don't know if people know
0: that i'm Living in Sydney now. So. Living in Sydney. If I can suck
1: my dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you just turn the corner and Sydney every street's full of someone willing to do that, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Kings cross, man. <my> really. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, because we have like, I, I remember when we first worked and it was like, mm. Uh, 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 I think the first thing we ever shot together was it, was it was the first shot in Carol's my movie that went nowhere. Oh, yeah, and we, yep.
0: that tracking. Shot oh wait,
1: that actually shot something. We on We yeah. shot a yeah. scene from Carol's. There wow. is one scene from Carol's that has been shot. I need to see this. I yeah. can show it to you. Uh, yes. It looks cool because yeah. we just shot it like a Christmas house. Yeah. But anyway, it was like a tracking shot, and I remember I I said it the initial because I'm like I have very specific and kind of out there ideas um that don't always work i'm not gonna just pretend like i'm i know what i'm doing all the time but and i, I remember you were kind of like are you sure you want to do this in one <laughs> like i was like yeah it's a walk and talk a two shot the whole moon." and you're like are you sure you don't want to just camera here and a cut here and a cut here and i'm like no 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 just just yeah. all in one and then obviously that makes it like way harder for you because you have to light <laughs> near 360 degrees yeah. or, or there about so yeah. you have to like hide a light in the side
0: but we were right because it, it was at a house. it was just- packed with Christmas lights. Yeah. So we had plenty of light. Um, but there was a few points where they get there's a lot of dialogue happening and they're quite dark. So we had to, you know, yeah, light it without seeing the light. You know, and We, you we didn't create. have a lot of, you know...
2: You need to create some sort of light... On the end of a stick. Oh my god! Light, <laughs> light,
0: on, a a stick. Stick. light on a stick. Is
1: that, I have to ask because I saw like another set. That is that just a common thing that happens everywhere? Yep. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, it's a
0: very common practice. We just made a big deal out of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, because on the, on 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 Red Curtain Hell, which is my feature film, uh, buy they it today. sorry, buy, well, yes, yeah, you can rent or buy. I'll do yep. a pimp for it at yep. the end of the episode, yep. and we have a special discount code for you. Ooh. Um, but uh, there was this light on a stick and stick with a light on it, and they were like competing brands
0: <laughs> in the. Day. We had, a, we had a bit of downtime. <laughs> we we, 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 of we down were
1: making time. terrible ads. light <laughs> um, But yeah, no, so, so like I, and I, because I, I'm not a fan of just like very generic coverage, which I think that's where, mm-hmm. I mean, how, how often, uh, do you, inco- you've worked with a couple of different directors yep. now. Yep. What's your sort of preferred way of, of going about it? And if you don't say me, you can leave right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shane, in. you're the best I've ever worked with. Um, no, generic, thanks, man. That's yeah, fine. Chance to, <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> generic coverage, yeah. It, it kind of hurts my soul a little bit, you know, when they're like, "We'll just do a couple over the shoulders and some close-ups." And like, it's, it's when you, you sure see the
1: movies. It's when you see the movies that just exist in overs yeah. and two shots. It's a lot of American
0: comedies these days. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's mm. just yeah, lock the camera off and let them be idiots. And- yeah.
1: It's why something it like And even and not even necessarily that even like like British dramas mm. are shot like that as well, which is what made Darkest Hour really unique, is they they move in that yeah. camera. They yeah. do a lot of And you should, you're in cinema, like you can move things. You yeah. shouldn't just be locked off and, all the time. You know, yeah, like, and there's no it doesn't people I saw this like excuse where it, like it detracts from the story. I'm like, but if all you're no, interested in ridiculous. is the plot and the dialogue and the characters, do you theatre? Yeah. Because that's what theatre is. Yeah. There's no camera there. Whereas camera, mm. to me, camera and camera movement and the edit are the two things that are inherent to cinema and cinema alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're not using them, it's like, you know, if, if you were to go to Don't an actor... George Lucas it up, basically. Yeah, Don't it stick
0: will, it on a tripod and pan left. Yeah. Right. Um, but like two cameras, right? Yeah, I find
1: like the people who sort of... Like you wouldn't go to an actor and give them the script and say, "Now I don't need you to do emotions or anything. If you just say the words, then that's enough. And like, like people treat the camera like that and say, as long as the camera's looking at things we need to see in order to understand the plot, yeah. that's all it should be doing. And I find that such a shit. I think another,
0: another point I want to, as a cinematographer and with that director relationship is to both of you, having a good understanding of the visual language, Yeah, which incorporates camera movement and, you know, all kinds of like lighting technique, you know, turning lights off, you know, whatever it is. You guys need to be 100% in sync when that comes in because you yeah. can you can develop so much something so much better than just locked off cameras. And, and
1: uh, w- what sort of helps do that in your mind? Well, obviously, oh, no, like, like, have the like
0: yeah, like having a good knowledge of films and watching mm. other movies that yeah. do that well, um, and just experimenting yourself if you're making films you know even if it's just little crap awesome. you can go just out and I think go out and just
1: do. I think I always admire a film that tries to do more overreaches yes. like I mean we have a sequence in the middle of Red Curtain Hell where it's a 90 degree yeah. tilt for like three and a half minutes yeah how was In- that, Pat?
0: Uh, I didn't do it. Uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> injured, we, Alex. we injured, we injured <laughs> our camera operator. operator's <laughs> yeah. wrist
1: like permanently because we did Poor 18 Alex. takes of the tilt yeah. back down, and yeah, he and uh, a he a had to roll bland, the camera. So yeah, big oh, fun times. But no, I think like one of the things so we, we did out to Alex's wrist for that one. <laughs> <laughs> it <was great>. um, <laughs> <laughs> he had to change to other hands for, yep. for wanking. Um, uh, but we, we, I mean, we did a lot of things. You, you had a really cool thing. You just mm-hmm. got like. And I can't believe I didn't think of this. You just got like stills from other films and, yeah. and packed them. We had like a meeting where we just sat down, you went through your iPad and said, Oh, I was looking at this. I was yeah, so at basically, this.
0: You, at the start of a film, like in pre scrap, you, you develop like a lookbook or what's yeah. called a look. Yeah. And you just, you source photography, you source. Art color yeah. shots. Even yeah. you know, you, you, like you even made the little like um, I made a I made a I like, called the it a I called it
1: like I, like they're called mood reels or yeah. or o Yeah, but I just called it a reference reel because it was yeah. literally just shots that were kind of like what I was after we and to a tone. Yeah. And I just sent that. And what was really cool is that. When you do that prep work, mm-hmm. what happens is when you're coming in with an idea of a shot, yeah. you can say, you, you do it and it fits the movie. It yeah. doesn't look like someone stopped to it's make like another thing. Shot and you then you can also, find, yeah. you can also like, hold me accountable when I'm kind of stepping out of the round. I know in in Red Curtain Hell we had a moment where I was like, I want a jib shot. (laughs) And Pat was the only one who was like, that's a stupid idea. No, no, no. But to his credit, he was like, okay, fine. Set up the jib. Do it. It took like 20 minutes to set it up. We did it. And I'm like, fuck, I'm wrong. Okay, (laughs) ditch the jib. Shane just said he was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's on record but <laughs> on record. I mean, that's and that's that's I think the best kind of relationship that's when a good you, relationship you to be, you to be honest other. you've got to be honest yeah um, yeah because and, then, the, and then there were moments where we we had like a shot in on a conversation and you wanted to take it directly from the site and I said no no turn it at like a diagonal mm. and you're like no no and like do that and then afterwards you're like yeah no that was the better one <laughs> yeah. and I'm like yes Being able one to admit for me you were right uh, I I
2: say on, uh, on that be on Pizza Deliverance that yeah. you shot for me, yeah. there was one specific moment in that opening conversation where I originally wanted this big wide mm. across and then I forgot who talked me out of it. But I was like, yeah, no, no, you're right. And then, so I was just going to have two shots of them coming up the door. Yeah. And you were like, hey, why don't we do this epic wide shot yeah, over here yeah. and I was like oh no can we Like, yeah of course we can here yeah. we go it's done I'm like well fuck yeah that's sick yeah.
0: that's when they're going from the car to yeah. the front door yeah that's a nice wide shot and, and yeah, it, yeah, it's definitely.
2: just so much nicer than oh let's let's look at them on the front end yeah, yeah. they're on the front woo mm. yay yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, Josh you've done you've been a cinematographer on on. is it just the one short so far yeah what was your experience uh, two shorts yours oh right oh right Wait. 48 hour 48 yes yeah, sorry I forget that I did that one um as far as like, what's your that. experience working with? Because you want to be a director, but so you've stepped onto being a cinematographer.
3: Yeah, well, I I've grown up with a philosophy because I love all aspects of film. Like understanding each component of film is important to being a director. So, um, doing a lot of like camera camera work or being like an AC in order, it's like inform me. But like the cinematography is a much different beast. Um, my experience was interesting with you. I enjoyed it a lot more. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> because um, we we were, we were a, that was a very run and gun it was. shooting yeah. that the was hip. run and gun but uh i think taking away lessons from both for like communication is absolutely key um it can't just be one person planning everything and like yeah. you kind of got to have the open dialogue and honesty
1: I have to i i find i need to work on that because i'll come to the thing and i'll just be like and have my own thing and i kind of don't let People in, and I have to open up. I think it helps
2: that we've worked together for so long. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So um, I, I have that exact same problem, which is why uh, in one of our easier trimesters at uni, I specifically became a DP. That entire so I could learn how other people talk to their DPS. Hmm. And I think with uh, the one I DP for you, Josh, that was a much easier sort of thing because of the way we shot it and because of the whole way it was. Yeah, we had a it. clear like. Yeah, style, whereas the yeah, other one, for. it had much. It, it, it was more me just, like, doing my thing mm. rather than any real communication. Uh, but that definitely helped me when I was working with uh, you, Pack. because I don't know how it was for you, but it was definitely easier than the last time I directed and me and my DP were at each other's necks the entire time. Yeah.
0: Well, I'll give, I'll give you, actually, because <laughs> working for both of you guys yeah. is very different in terms mm. of mm. what you expect out of me and what you expect out yeah. of me. So, like, with your chance day, when, when we did peace Deliverance, you were kind of open to, like, mm. what I wanted to do a lot more, whereas Shane, because you've got your vision you're a lot more, okay, I want to do it like this. Yeah. And you go, okay, cool. Whereas with you, I was kind of like, okay, well, I was giving you ideas and thoughts, what yeah. I would do, and you would either go, yeah, cool,
1: or so, not. Nah. So I'm the Nazi, aren't right? the <laughs> <fucking> Nazi.
2: <laughs> See, that, that was yeah, me yeah. on L Plate yeah. and I realised that me and, uh, me and uh, my DP at the time yeah. got it. So I was like, you know what, I have to learn. And so specifically the music video I did, yeah it was much more open and by open I mean I did most of it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah that that was that, that was really and good like, to gives g- me a bit more freedom. It's good and bad
0: because like sometimes you walk onto a set and the director's like oh what do you reckon and so you're kind of like oh okay well mm-hmm. I would do this this and this and that's why having that conversation prior to filming yeah. makes sure you are on the same level because I could be like let's do a crazy you know Dutch tilt and you're like that's kind of not what I'm going for. <laughs> yeah. So it's good to be well, on the same that, page and having that mood rule and that lookbook and you know yeah. Yeah. it's good so that you're both working from the same sort of source material.
2: I that crazy I- Dutch tilt you chuck. Into pizza, by the way, because like I had a very different idea of how to shoot Which that. you like, when she's holding the gun? Yeah, yeah. That one was awesome. Yeah. Everything um, else was I terrible. think on, yeah, no, on, on yeah, our yeah, feature yeah, film, shit. that like
1: even, we'd been working together for a while, but on yeah. our feature film, we really because when you're doing when you're doing a short, there's only so much you have to shoot, and so. But when we were doing a feature, there was just so much to do, and we ended up finding a really cool rhythm where I would because I reckon when I was like trying to explain like everything to you at once, mm-hmm. and it just didn't work, and then I and story of my life and you, you, you <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. <laughs> well you, you you started this really good thing. You were like just block it out, show me what the scene is. Let's talk about that. That's a good good point to
0: bring up for directors as well. Mm. You know, I've worked with, you know, sort of earlier in my career and people like, okay, let's, you know, you start putting lights up and you're kind of like, wait, what are we shooting here? So the director comes on and kind of blocks the scene and you go, okay, so that's where they're going to stand, that's where they're going to be. You can set up a camera, you can set up a shot together or you can even help the director and go, okay, let's let's bring them a bit closer or let's move them away from that wall so you can create depth. Yeah. I think blocking the scene, like, that is something, that's a big thing that cinematographers can help a director with, especially a director who's not as experienced. Right. So the actor turned director. <laughs> yeah. uh, usually, well, no, they usually usually because they're the
1: ones who are coming from a point of view of, of acting and yeah, script but, and they, they don't totally necessarily like, know the camera. It's,
0: it's not just that. It's like you, you, a lot of directors, this is just like a general statement, but, you know, a lot of the directors are usually the least experienced people on set.
1: Yeah. in terms of it's the one job being, on a set that yeah, doesn't yeah. have a like a, 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 no. a learning process or really. rather y- to walk if you've up.
0: written something and someone's giving you funding you're the director and you've never done a movie before you don't understand the process the time it takes so having you know a cinematographer to help you block scenes because that's a very important part yeah. is you know it's essential yeah, it's very simple. I find,
1: and what we would do, what I would do to prep it then is, mm. once we got and we got into that after like the first but yeah, we got into third of, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah we um, the first third of the first week and then I got into a thing where I would go, what I would do at home before we go on a set is I would draw, because I used to write like lines down the page and think of shots in that way and it was just kind of a weird way and it didn't help with communication. What I did was I started drawing top-down maps. Yep. I'd draw the actor, the actor and I'd point to where the camera was mm. and so then I knew where it would be and then I'd block the actors I'd say this is what it is, and this is what I'm thinking for the camera. And you say I like that, I like that. If we move that to here and put that here, and then we yep. knew what we needed to light for each thing, and then yep. we got into a rhythm, and that's how we were able to do. We did uh, one scene, uh, one day, which was seven and a half hours. We did 15 pages, yeah. which is nuts. Smash that out. It was good, Jesus. and I didn't even have a first AD on that day. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was it. that was because oh, we were just desperate to finish it on time.
0: Low budget. It's awesome. That's, that's when you really learn a lot.
1: Yeah, is when, when you. But minimal, that's where. you Yeah, I you mean, know. that's how like you know, film noir is like seen as like this kind of height oh, of cinematography and it like literally came about because people didn't have the budget no. for lights yep. and so they just used shadows and stuff and it just and it just makes some of the it's most innovative work right. <laughs> oh, yeah. right so you
2: say like good good and bad cinematography what's what what's the difference yeah it's, it See, for me, and this is something I've noticed you're really good at, Pat, because like uh, when I do cinematography- I, I was spe- worried that was going somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're shit, Pat, but me- uh, Talk
0: about bad but, cinematography. Yeah.
2: Specifically, uh, when I do cinematography, I am quite good at very stylistic stuff, mm. like harsh backlighting, so, sort of the, like noir stuff, Yeah. but I think the key to good cinematography, because I don't think I'm a good cinematographer, if you're able to make a normal house look Good and people don't go that looks shit if they just go that's a house scene mm. and they don't think it looks shit mm. that is the key to a good cinematographer because okay. like there are a lot of moments in pizza where yeah. I'm like this is just a fucking room yeah but it looks nice. You've created that depth. The the, the light. You're lighting in layers as well. There's a lot yeah. of background. Because because the
1: default what light. a lot of people do when you, it's just like a house, when it's like a talky movie, it's just like a drama or something. Bounce off just, the roof. Boun- like they just shoot it really flat. Guilty of that. One I was saying, you know, you it's the first thing you do when you,
0: you're learning. You just bounce 2K off, the roof. off the roof. That's <laughs> I mean that was most everything. roofs are white, so you don't get and and most walls and houses are like this gross cream yeah. paint and it yeah. just just kills the color. It's yeah, sort of filthy.
1: It's it, but they like so they shoot it flat. It's sort of what. Is the, the band job. They just light it up. up. I, I think
2: yeah. that the biggest uh, thing you've got to try as a cinematographer, every yeah. cinematographer has to try this, is shooting inside an old Queenslander. Because <laughs> old oh. Queenslanders I look fucking Trump's gross. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. so painful. Yeah, they are painful. And uh, if you're able to make an old Queenslander look good, give you the fucking Oscar, man, because... <laughs>
0: I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of examples of bad cinema You guys might have movies that you've seen and you go,
1: oh. Oh, just like a lot of Italian movies. Yeah. Sort of stuff. yeah. I found like something like right. uh, off The, the, Italian ones, the Big Sick. Yeah. Like that was a movie yeah, where yeah. it's just, it's like the visuals are very bland on that movie. It's a great story, great actors, yeah. but the visuals are very bland and it feels like they were like, oh no, we're going to focus on this. Whereas to me, a good movie, it's everything mm. working in connection with Absolutely. everything else. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think it's, it's also a bit criminal, you know, to underutilize. The cinematography yep. of film because that's you know I want to when I go to the movies I want to see something that's taken a lot of effort and well, time to achieve something yeah. I can't just do in my my place you know, yep. with a lamp
3: you know and go yeah that's great <laughs> cinematography is really dialogue in itself like it's mm. like it, it can subtract or embellish intent Absolutely. or subtext yeah, or yeah. anything yeah. so it's and like, the best it's ones like the one,
1: someone like Roger Deakins he's mm. worked on really big like something big and stylistic like Blade Runner twenty forty nine but yeah. then you look at something like The Shawshank Redemption where that's not a an extravagant no. lighting movie, and yet it, the details he puts into everything, or something like Prisoners as well, yeah, was oh, just oh. Oh, phenomenal. He should have won for that one. Yeah, should have won, won for, won Sky for Skyfall. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: love Skyfall and the cinematography. Yeah, because just...
1: and that's such a great mix of both mm-hmm. things. Yep. I think. Although speaking, you mentioned lamps. Something I've noticed, and it's only since we so we shot a short that was set in like a, a bed, and the whole movie was just this shot of yeah, above a bed, yeah, and we had yep. a very important thing about finding lamps because yep. we wanted. We needed practicals and then we'd stylize stuff around it. Yeah. And ever since that movie, I've noticed that you watch any movie ever and every lamp in the house is turned, it's turned on. on, yeah. yeah.
0: Even the ones in the background. In yeah. daytime.
1: <laughs> in the daytime, the lamps are yeah. switched on. And I'm saying this, any any listeners, I'm saying this now. You'll watch any movie. I said it to my mum and now my mum cannot unsee yeah, that lamps. every lamp is turned on in <laughs> a movie. You've just
2: and officially think- ruined movie watching experience for <laughs> yes, thousands of people. Everyone like, why are well, the lamps on? Why are you I I the had lamps had this idea,
0: on? I, you do. You can use it as a source and you yeah. can motivate it with, with bigger. And you with can do things ice. like on our film, we yeah. stuck
1: a pair of pink panties over the lamp Perfect. and it made it like it's it you know, colored. And then we used a little Dito
0: with some red filter yeah. on the front and it looked. Which you, you know, stole straight
2: yeah. out of La La Land, by the way. Still, it was still hilarious. very... Nice, we, li- li- we literally we watched
1: La La Land like two days before we <laughs> shot that <laughs> We really need really. some panties on the light.
2: <laughs> the moment I saw that, yeah. I was like, fucking La La Land, it's we already... though, didn't it? Yeah, no, yeah, it right, uh, right.
1: Well, I thought if you're, like, you're going to become a cinematographer, because I've just bought like, not to become a cinematographer, but I've bought lights because hiring them is a pain in the ass. Yeah. And I've just bought like a set of lights and I realised, I'm like, if you wanted to be like a guy with your own kit, you, if you're in a cinematographer, you just invest in buying like... Hundreds of lamps of all different <laughs> kinds, and then just like whatever movie, you just bring a stack of lamps and you're good. But you have to find the ones that but A whole bunch of bulbs, different wattage, yeah, different yeah. wattages, or different colors, hundred
0: fifty watts. They're they're amazing.
1: That would be like That's that weird. would be like because I don't know any cinematographers that have a kit of lamps and practicals. If that would
0: usually come from art department having lamps. Does it? Yeah, big time. But you would the gaffer would bring. a lot. I've, I've been the on. Bulbs. I've, I've worked on a set like early days as a runner and the gaffer had literally like a case of just bobs. Uh, Beautiful. From, like buttons, like- right? And you, we had to take them all out and screw them He had like a, really? one of those rope lights. Oh, all <laughs> right. We, we put in specific kind of wattage kind yep. of you know bulbs and these these string lights and it looked amazing.
2: I'm hoping it came like out of a pelican case so they like specifically pulled out the foam for every single, <laughs> every single yeah, little like, bulb. Four people
0: have to carry the pelican case. It was very yeah. delicate. Yeah, put it down gently. You've worked yeah. on quite a
2: few stuff though. You were on Pacific Rim too,
1: weren't you? I,
0: I did a, a day on a day or two. Fuck second you. In yeah, uh, didn't mean anyone famous, but whatever. Yeah, Sorry. Uh, you, didn't stand you worked behind on Jeffrey Rush. No, I yeah. didn't, no. You, <laughs> worked you worked on Eastwood's Sun <laughs> wasn't there, so it's
1: was like <laughs> <laughs> a bit disappointing. Uh, Clint, that's how he's known, Clint with that's Eastwood's how famous he like,
0: is. What's his actual name? Scott Eastwood. Scott. I was going to say that one. Knows, I? <laughs> I was going to assume Eastwood.
1: Eastwood, Eastwood. You've done TV. Is there like a difference between the way they do TV and the way they do... I mean, you've worked on, you've worked on some reality. Like I've, I've you know.
0: done reality, yes. I've worked on reality. I haven't done, haven't done... No, I haven't done TV drama. But I assume TV drama would be very similar to f- feature film work. Um, Whereas reality... Reality, they, it's, they put a lot less time in lighting. It's just, let's just light it up. Um, and, but let's not just bounce it off a wall. They, they do put a lot more effort into it, but it's very, it's very always flat. Okay. Yeah, people are just nicely. Well, li- I've seen nicely. pictures
1: and they have those giant blimps that are just yeah, full well, of light.
0: Yeah, well, we had it on, uh, when I was on The Bachelor, to, to light the the mansion at night, they have these balloon lights, which are like 6K wattage mm. and they're in like a, a diffusion, which is beautiful. But they can do it nowadays where they only need a six, you know, one or two of those and a lot of the cameras they're shooting on, they're shooting at like 2,000 I, so yeah. and it looks fucking great. You know what I mean? So they, they haven't really tried too hard to make it look great. It's just lit and the cameras sort of do the rest because it's very shallow. Yeah, they, they shoot on quite long it's lenses. So, it's yeah, shallow in both of them. It's shallow in bokeh. Content and, and, you know, and form. They put fairy lights everywhere and that shit makes it look amazing. And it's, oh, it's emotional. very very shallow oh, too. It did it in your film. Yeah, yeah we, we put were fairy, like, lights, fairy lights <laughs> fucking everywhere. And it looked fucking awesome. It, it's like the Bokey best. Bokeh man. Really yeah. is the shit. What but,
1: yeah. the, well, like a good cinematography because like a lot of people mm. think, oh, it's the one, you know, I, the one I kept hearing about was when Australia, the Baz Luhrmann movie came out. And that's like, that's, the cinematography is amazing. I'm like, it's pretty. It is pretty. But it almost felt disconnected from – some of it was really good and then some of it felt really disconnected from the rest of the movie. I think yeah. when it's when it has a connection to the, the world that's going on, I think that's when it really – it sells something. When it's saying something, it's not just existing. I feel yeah. like
2: uh, Baz Luhrmann in particular, I think his style is too much for something like Australia, whereas Moulin Rouge or um, oh, such Romeo Plus Juliet – uh, those two the cinematography super hyperrealistic that word. kind that of hyper realistic yeah. kind of it yes. suited the world it was in. It was saying but something. Worse. Uh, have you
1: seen the Great Gatsby? No, that I haven't. Do
2: you? Yet. Yeah, I quite
0: enjoyed that. I,
1: movie. L- yeah. I, I fucking it. loved that It was, it was that one movie. of the
0: few movies they shot in three D that I actually enjoyed. The three D on it was yeah.
1: phenomenal. I, they did a thing like right at the beginning because I always thought oh, if I ever got to do three D, I wouldn't want to just have shots that are three D. I said I want to like fuck with the movement of three D in that space of death. Yeah. And right at the opening of that movie, they have like you know that uh that filigree that sort of uh twenties. F- uh, what do you call it, Art Deco, Art Deco, style, Art yep, deco yep. filigree yep. and then they it like accordions out and then you drive through it to the green light and I, the second I watch that, I'm like, that's exactly what I wanted to do with 3D if I ever got to do it but now it's kind of dying, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't yeah. say 3D. You ever Dead shot 3D?
0: No, and I don't really have any interest to. Really? I, I don't, you, you, the project would have to be right for it. Yeah. You, you, I wouldn't shoot it just for the- Something like, like gravity
1: or- yeah. Yeah, Yeah. although you weren't a big fan of graphic, but you saw it, (laughs) you saw it at home, not in 3D on a pirated version. (laughs) Oh, well, (laughs) that makes sense. If you saw the theater, isn't it? That's that's one of those movies where Uh, it's like it's like Avatar too. I've only ever seen Avatar on the cinema. I'm worried because I'm worried if I watch it at home in 2D. It it's gonna be. lose anything that got me, and then I'll realize that it's just a shitty Pokemon stripper. Which is, strip is
2: kind of what happened to yeah. Avatar. Yeah, people yeah. watched it on DVD. Well, yeah. it's getting to my point about like when in
3: my list I got Dunkirk on there, but like it's like, do I want to watch it again? Not on seventy millimeter.
1: I know, I did it. I watched. So I saw it. so you you actually Pat and Josh and I went and saw it in seventy mm This is Dunkirk, the Christopher Nolan movie, it was phenomenal. And about a week later, I saw it on DCP. Mm. And there's such a tangible difference. Yeah, right. I didn't. I didn't think there because there was a point before the hateful eight came out where I was like, I guess film versus digital is a is a good topic to talk about with cinematography. Yeah. Um, I was kind of in that mood, in that frame of mind, where I was like, does it really make a difference now? Because yeah, the film, but you know, bad prints, bad projection. Digitally, you have you can replicate the film, it's mm-hmm. going to be very consistent across all things. But then I saw The Hateful Eight on 70mm and I hadn't seen something on film the in George a very Speller, long time. Yeah. And it's the roadshow version too, it's longer and I think it's actually better story-wise. Um, and it, with the the difference, you could feel it just in the in the flicker and in you know, all that kind of thing and the same thing with Dunkirk. And then I went and saw it in DCP and I felt, with Dunkirk, and I don't know whether or not it's because I knew how the time stretching in that movie worked, mm. going into it the second time, plus the 70 mil. I didn't like it as much the second time. I still yeah. love it. I still think it's a must movie, but it was just fractional. Was it, was
0: it because of the cinematography? You didn't enjoy it, like being a digital um, projection? It
1: didn't – it felt flat – And it's a weird way to say because that movie is not flat. That Mm. movie is so well made from a technical perspective. It just, I don't know, it just felt, there was something about it. I don't know whether it's because it's a period piece mixed with film. If it was like a modern day movie, it might be a little different. I don't know if that is part of it. Like film, we associate with that older kind of feel and I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird discussion. What's your view on film versus digital?
0: Oh, it's the it's the age old discussion at the mm. moment. I think age old is only like twenty years. Age old is yeah. like twenty years since digital's come around. Um, yeah, it's definitely one of this. I think digital has opened up a lot of avenues for, for filmmakers, especially. I think younger it's filmmakers. D- it's democratized it, big it, big time, it in a very big, big, big way. time. Democratized it in terms of you know like the purists just wanting to shoot on film. I don't think film will die. It's, yeah, it's no. definitely a tool for your story more than anything. Yeah, it's for, um, for whatever, if the
3: story justifies you I, I, shooting on it. Exactly, yeah. and I
1: still
0: shoot photography on film. I love shooting medium format film. We it's, can, just, a, it's stunning. Our audience
1: can find you on Instagram, and they can, can they? can
0: find me on Instagram, at patrick.co. <laughs> um, that would be it. And yeah, I think film, if you were going to shoot on film, I think it's it's a lot warmer. It's more, to, to me, this is really like deep. It kind of represents your memories. You know, you remember things, but it's not always... Perfect.
1: It's why it worked I think very much in La La Land. It's a little bit
0: fantasy. It's like you, you know your memories aren't always spot on but you have this you, it oh, feels real. I think it was really effective in Blue Valentine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. And like you look at La La Land like you couldn't do that in digital.
1: No, no it way. just would, it would, and especially it would, those it have no soul. Especially you know. those um those those scenes oh, with the purple skyline yeah. and that yeah. was all in camera. They beautiful. didn't post process no. that. They didn't even use the chemical process. I know Christopher Nolan mm. no digital on like pretty much all of it except for when they made it into a DCP. He like colour corrected in chemical baths and all the stuff. It's so Um, good. I like that
0: because it gives, like when you shoot film, even just in photography, it teaches you a good discipline. Mm. That you don't, I think digital. You lose a lot of that mm. if, yeah. if you have watched any yeah. sort of modern TV show. It's just a lot like, of directors it's just cut to all kinds. You know, shot, 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 and you're like
1: they shoot fight? so much, and then also they leave yeah. takes rolling. Yeah. <laughs> shoot, uh, I'm looking at you, Chancer. Yeah, yeah. uh, rolling, yeah. rolling resets, rolling resets. People, like there is a discipline in Christ. knowing when to cut, and I don't do it. Like I would do resets in my stuff as well, yeah. and I and I'm you like, can, yeah, you do. but well, yeah, oh, I know it, there's a way to do it. David Fincher's mastered digital, mm-hmm. I reckon. I was, I was
0: actually just about to say that. I love, you know, like the social network. And, yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah oh, girl, tattoo, go on, girl. Like that, this, his visual style is very, like that is a it's nice just, digital... Yeah. Style.
1: I think Paul yeah. Thomas Anderson had a thing where he said the thing is when digital is trying to be film, Absolutely. that's when it doesn't work. Yep. When digital is trying to be its own thing, yep. then it becomes an exciting avenue. That's why I think uh, uh, Collateral yep. by Michael Mann is such a gorgeous, fascinating yep. movie because yep. 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 it's such a dirty movie mm-hmm. and it tells the story. The cinematography yep. is part of the narrative. It's not just like our oh, weeks. The grunge of L.A. and like the yeah, yeah. disgusting yeah. like colors like, it was this dark story.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's I loved the use of they didn't even try to hide like the noise. Yeah. It was like yeah. part of no, like, no, the, the, it, the, but the world, then they, you know I what I mean. It was yeah. like we're using street lights, I not shit. Like it's just
1: I think they overstepped though when you watch Miami Vice. Yeah. That's when yeah, they went yeah. wrong with it. Yeah. And so there is like a there is like a line where it kind of works. I, I think, think it did go very far. With filming on film there was there's there's a movie I saw a couple weeks ago called Beach Rats, mm. which was this they shot on sixteen mil, it looks gorgeous. Oh, 16, and the the reason why mil, they shot on it was the, the director and her cinematographer, they were like... The thing is that these digital cameras let a lot of light in and they wanted to stop that being a thing for the film because the film wasn't a... Right. The, the, the visual language... And they really... They used the the 16mm in some of the best... Because like a movie like The Wrestler, which is shot in 16mm, mm-hmm. I don't know that the 16mm added to the story in any way that I could tell. A lot of people loved it and, you know, the director, Aaron Aronofsky, was really into it. But I think something like Beach Rats, it sold it really well. It was part... ...of the story and the feel of it.
0: i got a question for you guys as filmmakers. How yeah. do you
3: feel about aspect ratio changes? I love
0: it. Films? Love it, love love love
1: it. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I'm like, changes yeah. came. Yeah. I'm, just came on the table. I oh, it got on my When arms. it's
3: <laughs> used story-wise, yeah. so like in Wes yeah. Anderson's... Like, yeah. ...tells oh, yeah. well, like the time period, I really yeah. like it.
1: I'm, yeah. I'm really keen on experimenting with using it in... I, I have this film set in a video store... I've pitched to, mm-hmm. ...I think I've pitched yeah. to all you guys at one point or another... ...that specifically is like this nostalgic cinema thing... And we will be fucking between every aspect ratio, four by three, sixteen nine, two three five. two, three, five. and using there's a filmmaker, a French Canadian filmmaker called Xavier Dolan, who messes with aspect ratios for very good narrative reasons. He has he did this movie called Mummy. I was about which to say the one by one one? Yeah, it's shot in one one aspect ratio, but not for the whole movie. It opens oh. out for one specific part I haven't seen the movie yet, because it's a bit hard to get a hold of here, um in on Blu-ray. And apparently it's really emotive, but he has another film called Tom at the Farm where during this fight scene, I mean they did it in Stranger Things as well, but this guy did it before. It's when it's, you're watching like a 16-9 image and then the letterbox cre- it comes yeah. in and in Stranger Things it was really cool. They just like went, zo- it's like zoomed down on her face. When she's in When she goes into that place where it's like all water and black. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's oh, the yeah. first time she did yeah. that to meet yeah. the monster yeah. and it was f- f- superb. I love the way they're using aspect ratio on Netflix stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, Tom of the Farm does it during this like this fight scene where two main characters like trying to murder each other, and it really just pulls you in to the narrative. I love it, and I really want to experiment with it. I think aspect ratio is as much of a creative choice, and people yeah. don't treat it like that, no. which annoys the shit out of me. See,
2: I've I've seen some uh, specifically short films where they play with aspect ratio, but there's no real motivation for it story wise. It's, it's like I want to, yeah. It's like, hey, we yeah. don't want it. Hey, we did it again. Was yeah. something
1: like? Uh, have you seen a Ghost Story? I know you've seen a Ghost Story, Josh. Mm. You should watch it because okay. it's like I've heard of that one. every shot yeah. is just like a fucking painting. Yeah, right. Um and it's, it's Rooney Mara and Casey Affleck. Nice. And oh, it's yeah, done yeah. and they've oh, yeah, shot it point, in yeah. like a four by three yeah. and yet it it, it, they've rounded the edges, so it looks like a almost like a Polaroid or like yeah, a little cool. photograph, oh, okay, and it's cool. really, really good. Yeah, if you're really thinking about good. memories, and like things yeah, like family, and it's, it's all like about memory yeah. and 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 mm-hmm. time, and so it it just Pays tells the story. It's such an extraordinary and it's little the movie. The way the camera moves, so slowly. yeah. Oh, and there's like there's like a it's so there's delicate. like a seven minute unbroken take of Rooney Mara eating, eating a pie. pie. It's I am really, in, I am so in nothing. It's really good. It's a slow, it's yeah. not a, a plot-heavy movie, yeah. so don't go into it thinking that. That's right. But it's, it's visually, it's a pretty astounding movie. Cool. Do, you, do you have any tips or advice for people who might want to become cinematographers? Um,
0: yes, just the first thing I would do, and this is what I've been, I've been doing for years, is just take photos. Become a photographer because a lot of what you learn in photography can be used in, because cinematography is just an extension of that. You're adding movement to your images. Mm, Yeah. And, and like, when I was younger, like, you know, as a teenager, I developed a passion for photography, which led to, you know, enjoying films and wanting to become a cinematographer. Shoot, just shoot anything. I mean, you know, video, don't shoot things. (laughs) Go out and, like, just film whatever, make movies. And the, the best thing I did was I got a job at a news station and was taught how to use cameras and basically frame and light with nothing. Because essentially, at the end of the day, when you don't have lights, you've got to make something look good. That's so, what like, most yeah.
1: people are kind of working yeah. with, next to nothing. Yeah, I like,
0: that's it. Like most people are working with next. I to mean,
1: you, you hear the story of like like Roger Deakins on Skyfall, and he wants to like explode a house, so he just has this wall of lights that's like the size of a warehouse, glowing orange. The, the, the burning, yeah, the, the burning
0: it. mansion, that stuff. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous.
1: I, I wouldn't even know how to like like when you have the ability to do that. Like what the like when you have I, that's money. that's
0: my that's like because I haven't you know obviously been exposed to that kind of level of budget. To be able to be like, oh yeah, why don't I just build a wall of lights and a massive ring light and from blade be, and it just, we'll just put it on dimmers so it can look like yeah. it's, you know the flames and. I just, I'd love to get to that. That's my. goal oh, that's, We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get we'll there. Get there. We'll, we'll get there. I was
1: watching watching Last Jedi, and I'm like, okay, we're gonna fucking make a Star Wars movie because there's gonna be one a year until we're dead, <laughs> yeah. and then and <laughs> then it'll keep going. So we're gonna we'll we'll make a okay, fucking Star we, Wars yeah. or like
3: Episode Twenty One. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, be, we'll
1: yeah. Be yeah. Right. Well, yeah well, Ryan about,
3: Johnson and the DP of Star Wars was the DP of Yeah, they did
1: no budget stuff together. I like that's why I really cool. The behind the scenes stuff is really cool because he was a fan. He played with the toys, and him and his cinematographer who worked on like no budget stuff, and then they're making a Star Wars movie <laughs> I read that their first day because they did the pre-shoot on that island for Ray and Luke stuff yeah in 2015 yeah like, like way player. before the rest of the movie because they were only had access to the island for a short amount of time and because of that and it was small hard to get to a place it was just like a very minimal crew. so it's like yeah. it's just like doing our we're doing Star Wars but we're just doing it like and we like, used to do movies? like you could
0: tell that because there wasn't extravagant lighting in so no? it you know, yeah. They, probably, they no. probably had, you know, um, frames with, you know, ultra bounce and some nets, you know, just to yeah. control the sun. And they were doing you things know. like
1: when Ray's, like, practising and yeah. they were just making it up. They're like, why don't we go below for, like, that kung fu yeah. shot. the and sun,
0: you know, that was very, like, low yeah. budget. You're just like, oh, that's awesome. And, like, the wide shots, they'd go wide just to
3: get, like... The it's kind of anime-inspired in a way. I'm very, like, very, yeah. very. What crazy. was that one? anime inspired. Anime, inspired. anime, yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah.
1: Oh. So, uh, any more t- tips? I guess uh, lighting-wise...
0: Yeah, see, lighting was something that I struggled with for a while. It's it's one of the things that I had to. I still actively with search it. to learn, you know, and and you know, even on reality, kind of taking um, tips from the gaffers and just watching what they do. <laughs> Getting on sets probably the best thing you can do if you if you want to do this seriously. Get on any set; it doesn't matter yeah. if you are shooting reality television or drama or commercials. It, you will learn just by being there and observing what other people do. You know, I didn't I didn't realize what a, a snoot was. For ages, you know, to control what is our light. Yeah, so we you, all know you, what a snoot is. <laughs> is. so basically <laughs> you, you, you use, uh, usually like black wrap, which is like black foil and it can heat up and you just, you wrap it around a light source yeah. and it creates like a pool of light. Because usually if you have a lamp or a redhead, you know, for example, you get a redhead, you have barn doors, the light goes everywhere. It just lights up the entire room. But yeah. if you just want to light the table, you wrap it in black wrap or you'll have a lamp and you'll wrap it in what's called washing, which is just black material to cut the light from from spilling onto the walls behind your actors. That was like like changed my whole world of like... <laughs> we, used,
1: we used quite a bit of black rap. We should, yeah. You and yeah. I shot a musical yeah, yeah, yeah. that had some stylized yeah, moment yeah. and it was like black rap on black every- yeah, yeah, you like get on. Just we had to, get we had to make like just. a fake spotlight yeah. and we did it with black rap. Yeah.
0: And ultimately as a cinematography, your, your end game is controlling the light. Yeah. And, and, and using the black rap is the best thing. And we did it on, <laughs> on pizza deliverance. We were at a house and I wanted to... We used the actual lights in the house. We just yeah. wrapped... That's right, right, right. yeah. We tacked it to the roof and just made it, and it looked great. You had little pools of light in the kitchen that weren't, and because they were built into the house, they were different colour balance to the lights we were using. So that didn't spill onto the actors mm. and it made the background, you know, just like a slightly warmer colour than what... Yeah, it, it, it bright, gave a know? little bit of yeah. like
2: a dynamic look yeah. because and it was that, just a little bit of difference. And
0: as a, and like as a low-budget filmmaker, those things can make your stuff look a million dollars and yeah. it costs nothing. Lighting, yeah. lighting,
1: lighting is such a... Tr- that was the one thing where... Because when I was doing, shooting a lot of my own stuff, when yeah. I was beginning, and it sucked, I'd do the thing, I'd mm. light it really flat and then working with you, I'm like, oh no, I do stuff, make it... yeah. You got because you got. A, you're taking a 2D image and you're yep. making it look it deep. Edging. That's edging. a good. That's a good technique. <laughs> oh okay. yeah.
0: <gotta> <laughs> a lot of edging. DP. Edging yeah. and deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That again. That was something I got taught. Um, by I was lighting a uh, just an interview at news and someone's like, why are you lighting I'm Like, there's already enough light coming from the front. Put that light behind him, and then all of a sudden, that's wow, she was edgy. I read, I saw yeah. on, I like, there's the a movie called Winter's
1: Bone, Jennifer Lawrence won, yeah. and I listened to the commentary and it's the director and the DUP mm. and he's like, you know, the, the trick to any good cinematography is good hair lighting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is
2: literally yeah. all I do. That's Chance's technique. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: I'm I'm like, like, i like, it. Hey, can you get some light yeah. in the back of the hair, please? Come mm. on. I got good advice from He's mm. like, make the woman look beautiful and you'll get the next gig. <laughs> you know, they, seriously, make her look great. Because well, no, you don't need to make them look good. Nah. You know, they just need to look rugged and, and whatever. Oh, yeah. what, what's one. that
2: Woody Allen film, the one with Colin Firth and uh, Emma Stone? The Magic, Magic, the Magic in the Moonlight. Magic in the Moonlight. That was the first time I ever noticed that the guy, it's like, yeah. he is really, really normal. Or, you know, and whatever. then she's like soft and beautiful. That's and what, I was like, that oh, comes geez. from the yeah. classical
1: world though. I, don't, like, yeah. I, still, I want to shoot something where we shoot, not just the women but it'd be interesting to see like put, was it cheesecloth over, it the, like lens? Yeah. Or yeah. over yeah. the lens stockings or whatever stockings over the lens to just make it look
3: Vaseline like or something on it you know yeah. to give it that soft that was yeah. the neon demon the DP yeah. she like got Vaseline from her like, hair she yeah. like dropped yeah. 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 it on really yeah. it was just grease from her I yeah. hair I need to see That's that one uh, yeah
0: because if you watch like the original Great Gatsby like the one with Robert Redford yeah. is Robert Redford yeah the shots of the girls are just stunning and it's and they do like nice zooms and it's just like sparkling you know what I mean and the guy I just like they put him, they put a <laughs> sideline, They're like, "Yep, it's good enough." Put yeah, well, fucking two
1: K yeah, on him. two K well, bang. let's I go. Think, I right, think great. the art of a close up is something that we're kind of losing because it's seen as like this very function. It's like get this it comes from television, older television. You oh, don't t- use close ups unless you fucking need. To. Yeah, There's, there is right. no need to. That's cut That's the adventure technique. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It, that's not even, the lazy I mean, that, old. It comes from coverage, it comes from Hitchcock. Watch Vertigo. When he uses close ups, he uses close ups for a reason. Or even like for a new one, The Wolf, The Planet of the Apes. And even the the, the last one, but Matt Reeves knows when to use a fucking. And and, the darkest. I'll
0: I'll, I'll quote David Fincher because I saw him in a video. He goes, I never use a close up because when you use a close up, you're telling the audience that this is important. Yeah. And he goes, I only use a close up when it's. When he needs to. Yeah. Yeah. He's never like. In someone's face, unless it is like was a that the line same video
3: where it like blocked through the scene from like seven, where it's just like oh, I'm not. sure... like, tr- I'm not tr- like tr- no, this- I
0: think I saw it on the social network
3: on the yeah. It was like this guy's yeah. in power, and that's yeah. why he's he's framed like in a single one, and it's like a two shots. Uh, that I mean, every like frame is these- painting, I believe. Yeah, did that one. that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's you got to watch.
1: That's another reason, Darkest Hour, because yeah. it's like it's. I mean, it's a one man show. It's it's Gary Oldman chewing yeah. up all the scenery, but they use distance and close up like the way they use they do close ups on him is. Like, it's, I reckon you'd love that movie. Yeah, I might not I'm like gonna, the story, it. but visually, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. probably one of my favorite movies ever. Kristen, for you guys, so seeing as you've all directed things,
0: what's, how important is it for you to have a cinematographer that you can rely on? Or uh-huh. for someone you can, or to have a cinematographer that understands what he's doing? I, know. I, I. So I, basically, I, talk me up. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. I've literally, no, <laughs> no, and I'm being, I'm
1: being dead honest here. I've like, I'm trying to get a feature I'm running. I'm like, yeah. if I can't get Pat, I won't yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah, and like I'm sure there are other cinematographers. We have we have like things there like, aren't. We were, doing, we were doing a feature that collapsed, and yeah. you were literally like the only person who kept talking to me after that. Yeah. I lost. I like a lot of bridges got yeah. burnt. You were one of the very few people. Yeah. Um, on the crew that stuck with me for yeah. that, so that like that to me even more than creative or, or, or skill or anything. That to me is like such a high thing of importance. But uh, like, because you know, I if I get, went to a new cinematographer. It'd be I'd have to learn that whole language again mm. and because I have a, I know I have a very specific way of shooting that that would be a very big hump in 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 the work
0: Especially of it. going into a feature a yeah, yeah, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. what about you because it was the first film we did together yeah
2: absolutely well yeah that, that was because that was a huge difference when the last time I shot a, yeah. a film and, and I'd shot two before one where I was totally controlling and the guy was like okay cool yeah. the other one where I was totally controlling and always at each other's necks. Uh, Whereas when I finally opened up, it worked a lot better. But I I think the relationship between the DP and having a DP who knows what he's doing that you can trust, uh, because that's why me and the other one were so at each other's necks, is I didn't fully trust him. Um, And and seeing his work now, I've seen him do some fucking amazing stuff, but I've also seen him do some really boring stuff. And so someone who is consistently reliable, I think is definitely important. Uh, and especially seeing other people who I've seen their films, and they look amazing, and then they work with a different DP, and it's just it, it, something lost.
1: It kind of it is like dating, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's just a bit. What about you, Jeff?
3: Well, I think like you're in the trenches together. Like you're not only sharing like showing your ideas but you're showing like your passion for this project and you're showing your love like you're putting you're equally putting in like this amount of time into this project and like it's integral to have a strong relationship and open dialogue and trust to be able to not only support each other but be able to like remind each other of, like, when, when to slow down or when to, like, stop and to think about things or when to, like, call each other out and things and, like, have that closeness. Yeah, so, definitely. I yeah, think definitely. A,
1: cinematog- a cinematographer... See, like a, something like a production designer is equally important, but a lot of the production designer's work is done in prep and then before you shoot, whereas the cinematographer is the one who is with you shooting the movie. Yeah. And the only one who's really with you shooting the movie... I mean, the first AD, but there's, like, a management job is the actors it's like the actor and the dp are the ones you're talking to the most on set pretty yeah. much i think it's 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 key so
0: and it's one of those relationships that doesn't end when production finishes, no, you no. know, like we, I helped you edit, and I wanted because I just wanted to see the movie yeah. like come together. Cause <laughs> <all> so exciting! <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. You, you yeah. work you work together in post because you got to know your sort of end game if you've got a specific style that you're working towards. Yeah, and it's good to have you know the DP also work on the color grade as well because that's as a DP or as a cinematographer that's still part of your role. Absolutely, is yeah. to manage the color grade because a lot of digital these days, you know, you shoot. With like a wide spectrum, and then you kind of refine it in the color grade. You get your colors and your contrast, and you've got to work together to nail that look, mm-hmm. which is something you start out, you know, in the beginning with your lookbook and your like
1: sizzle mm-hmm. reel and everything. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, so I think that's to, yeah, that's a, that's a good good place yeah. to round up. So yeah, we've got. Great. Uh, well, that's, it was a really interesting talk uh, we've, there's some stuff I didn't even know um, uh, there's stuff
2: I still don't know Any so
1: middle. we've got a top five and, and Pat you've <laughs> picked our top five for us what is our top five for this week our top five uh, list
0: of director of photography or cinematographers what Hold up! wait 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 you changed it on yeah, me you changed right? it what was it you said we, films with great cinematography okay, well, I, can, I can just mention the films that I like the relationship's okay. collapsing already It's so all going down no. here <laughs> this is what happens when you don't <laughs> communicate um <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my
3: lord! Okay, well, right. well this I is literally, just literally
2: my changed off off. mine well, this okay, morning. I'll, I'll give you time <laughs> to it I'll,
1: I'll talk about mine. You start. and I'll, then start, I'll get My shit together, and you <laughs> get your shit together. Shit. Um, so, my uh, my Fine. first pick is, is uh, the Road to Perdition. Oh yeah, oh. Conrad L. Hall is the mm. cinematographer, and that movie. I mean, the the scenes in the rain right near the end. There is just nothing like it. He's he's my favorite cinematographer of all time. Uh, he's unfortunately passed away. He, got, he won the Oscar posthumously for Road to Perdition, I believe. Yep. Uh, I think he's one of the best cinematographers who's just ever lived. Uh, my second pick is uh, Black Sunday, 1960, directed by Mario Bava. I only mm. saw this one this year. You need to watch it because he's an Italian cinematographer so turned- Italian. <laughs> but he's a cinematographer turned director. Yeah. And yet, he actually did the transition really well. You can sometimes. There's Wally Fister as an example of yeah, it where it oh. didn't go well. Um, Mario Bava went to directing, and so Black Sunday is this gothic uh, Italian horror about a witch that comes back to kill a bunch of people. And the way it was interesting because, like, all these shots are like lit phenomenally. It's like it's a black and white movie. And there's shadow. The way he uses shadows and everything is great, and he does a lot of great color work as well. But the way he uses shadows is extraordinary, and you'd watch like a frame, and you're like, "Oh, that's a really good frame. That must take a look." And then the camera like fucking dollies all the way through, and you're like, "Oh shit, this lighting setup is astronomically bigger than I thought it was." Yep. He, the way he lights is something. He's a Mario Bava, is his name. He's very worth checking out. Except I watched Black Sabbath. I did a double on 35 mil and I watched Black Sunday and Black Sabbath. And Black Sabbath is not very good. <laughs> There's one scene that's kind of cool, but uh, it's, it's a it's a very silly movie. Um, number three is uh, American Beauty, which was for a very long time my favourite movie of all time. Conrad L. Hall, again. um, This this is a movie that's like proof in the pudding that a movie about suburbia and people in houses can be some of the most gorgeous work you've ever seen. Uh, It's just phenomenal the way they use... British colours in yeah, that uh, film yeah. for very specific reasons. Um, uh, and then I've got one called The Witch from 2015, which has the best mm-hmm. nighttime. Oh, that's a gorgeous movie. The yeah. best nighttime so, yeah, really, cinematography yeah. I've ever seen in my Absolutely. life. Yeah. And it looks so real, and yet it doesn't just look like they shot at night. There is There is work behind it, but it's so. It, it's f- near flawless. I think it's a phenomenal movie. And then I got *Pan's Labyrinth* by Guillermo Navarro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. lovely. Because yeah. why not? Um, he won you can the have Oscar. that on every top five. Pretty much. List. Pretty much. He won yeah. the Oscar for is the one of the few ones he won the Oscar for. Yeah, cool. And the way they use color in that one is very specifically amazing. It's weird though he hasn't worked he only worked with Guillermo Navarro one other time on Pacific Rim and he hasn't worked with him for like The Shape of Water which I'm dying to see but it still looks, I mean that's kind of an example where the director has clearly got a very solid vision that carries through his work despite yeah. changing cinematographers whereas I feel like if I change, if I worked with like, like work, did a feature Not With You it would just look markedly different yeah. without yeah. my input so yeah, um, I also thought a couple of underrated cinematographers that don't get talked about is Robert Ellsworth who he did a it's lot on my of. List. He's on your no, I'm going to take it off right now. Um, no, no. I watched, it was really interesting. I was watching Michael. I was my, watching Michael Clayton, and I was like, "Who?" And I was watching, it and there it just there was like some moments that felt very Robert Elswit e. And I was like, I feel like this is shot by Robert Ellsworth, And then the credit came up and it said Robert Robert Elswit. And I was like, Yes, I can identify cinematographers now. Nice. nice. Um, and Bradford Young oh, who did. Yeah, yeah. Arrival. Arrival. But he also did a movie called Ain't Them Body Saints, which I didn't know he did that one until oh, just no, recently. One, no. Yeah.
3: Yeah,
0: great.
1: It's like,
3: fuck, he's good. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway,
1: Josh, what is your, what's
3: your... Yeah, so my list is obviously... we're well, um, It's kind of it's represents where, how we are feeling at this time because I feel like choosing, uh, limiting it to five, it's like really difficult kind of like with your favourite It is. I've got an honourable mentions list, yeah. which is a lot longer. Yeah, exactly. So, but... Uh, a film that has always kind of stuck with me since, like, seeing the cinematography uh, is Alien. Um, it was um, cinematographer was Derek VanLit, who hasn't done much actually. He's done Alien, Dragon Slayer, X Men, and The Spreading Ground, and that's really it. And that was from two thousand. But I believe, like, his um, his cinematography that film was just like. Really cramped and dark, and like, it was very really, different
1: for a sci fi movie,
3: yeah. It really yeah. just got me on edge. And like, we've ever at the known, time,
2: now like every sci fi tries oh, yeah. to be alien,
3: yeah. And it's just like it was like disgusting and dirty and grimy. And I loved it so much. Uh, second choice would be Sicario, uh, Roger Deacon's, my man. Top nice. choice. Um, just like the sweat and dirt, and like the brilliant like sunset and deserts of like that, like landscape shots, and everything it was like. Really spoke to me. I was like, "Beautiful." Um, my next pick would be her. My like Spike Jones directed that one. Yep, uh, Hoyt right. Van Hoytama, who is also Quiet. Oh uh, Not Japanese, right? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's he's like Swedish. he's like European? <laughs> yeah,
0: he's, yeah. is he Swedish or something?
3: Yeah, and like I reckon like that film was like gorgeous and like her was beautiful, it like, was really well, delicate, shot. Yeah, yeah, and like just framing that sense of loneliness, mm-hmm. like oh, spoke to me. And he also is the other. Uh, he also did Dunkirk, which is also on my pick because like cool. I think we can all attest to oh, just yeah. how brilliant that film is, like, and how cinematography that film really like was beautiful, like oh man. Yeah. And final pick would be Collateral. Yeah. Oh wow, there you go. Collateral. Cool. Oh, I love the like we said before, like there's the dirtiness, scramminess, like just the, I don't give a raw. fuck. It felt very the rawness, rawness actually. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, I hate throwing that word around, but it, I, hate that's throwing,
1: how it I hate felt. I hate raw and yeah. gritty, yeah. which are yeah, used yeah. together. Oh, but God. that actually perfectly describes yeah. that movie yeah. for mm. once.
2: Yeah. So you answer. Cool. So I'm going to start with my honorable mentions. Don't be that guy. Yeah, I'm gonna be that guy. Fuck you. So, because uh, c- one of uh, the things that I think that is imperative for making a really great musical is the cinematography, um, and it, it, I would have filled up the whole list with just musicals if I did that. So I'm yep. going to leave them in the honorable mentions. Okay. Specifically, West Side Story.
0: Yep. Oh, uh, that's great. Fucking hate yeah. right. Yep.
2: Um, singing in the rain. Oh, yes. That's the best Cabaret, movie musical. Because Cabaret, I'm just yes. So I
3: haven't actually seen Cabaret. Oh, my God. No, it's fin- it's, it's such it's
2: a good movie. You're making everyone wet now, Charles Yeah, <laughs> so. oh, I know, I know. Um, my other two are Lawrence of Arabia because I felt like that was too much of a choice. I still haven't seen that because I
1: want. Yeah, I need okay. to sit out 222 minutes <laughs>
2: to, of my just, life. Just, to do what? it on Christmas. You've got time. And Who Frames Roger Rabbit, which... Yeah. I don't know what it is about. I think it's like the the neo noir style mixed with the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just like from a technical standpoint, impressive and yeah. awesome. Yeah. For my top five itself, I've got a few ties because they're so similar. So, <laughs> and this obviously shows like the sort of cinematographer I am. I'm surprised I don't have Blade Runner 2049 on here, but uh, both John Wick and Atomic Blonde, mm-hmm. both of those okay. just for
1: their their
0: Probably like shot by the
1: same person? Probably
0: not. Okay. I, I didn't, didn't actually... research.
2: First me. John okay, Wick or just... second John Wick? Yeah. Uh, I still haven't seen the second one. Is it, is it still as good? I think it's a
1: lot less inventive with the cinematography and okay. the lighting. Because,
2: yeah, the, the first one, specifically uh, like those nightclub yeah, scenes, a, with, oh, with, yes. which is the same with yeah. Atomic Blonde. Um, uh, Kong Skull Island, mm-hmm. which I have Love issues it. with but Larry Fong, none that with that the one. cinematography. Yeah. The, that, holy shit. It was like every shot they were like, how do we make King Kong look more awesome? And then they fucking do. Well, I was, I was like
3: that's Jordan Vogt-Roberts <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, sure. just having his style because he's kind of like video, game but stuff. Larry, video Fong's games. But Larry very, so. yeah, that's his shtick
1: is that kind of awesome rad look. Even yeah. on shitty movies like uh, Sucker, he did Sucker Punch, didn't he? Uh, I'm uh
3: not, yes. But but yeah, I'm yeah. not surprised uh, yeah. they're yeah. done by the same you person. The apocalyptic now, like, from, like bloody references from Kong. cuz yeah. Carl, uh, next no. one is La La Land. I'm yeah, surprised yeah. you, you, you Sangren?
1: Linus Sangren. Sangren, Yeah,
0: yeah. And oh, he did. He uh, did really good work on the Battle, Battle of, the of the Sexes. Was they a shot. Great film. They, they oh, it's set 16.
1: Why did I not on on that? put that movie it's on? No, that no, no. They shot They're 35. So 35 yeah, yeah. but it's set in the 70s, and it looks Beautiful.
0: like it was made yes, in the so 70s. That movie I missed that movie. it was actually fantastic.
2: Yeah, I'm surprised that's not. I forgot about that movie. Not as if it wouldn't be,
0: but it was actually a lot better than what I thought it would be. I thought it'd be good, but I loved it.
2: Also, yeah, for, yeah. For, for what it is, they yeah. didn't have to do that. No, no, exactly. And they did and it yeah. was amazing. Yeah. Uh, so my fourth choice is The Third Man, yeah. which as far as cinematography goes in noir films, yeah. I think the third... That man, set the, the bar Yeah, for that everything. set the bar. It was, oh, just... Did you watch that in film school? I they watched made it us- in your film school. I... That's yeah. right. I was just I sitting that in a I saw movie like classes.
1: three times in film school. They kept like that and Fight Club, and I, <laughs> I like, I get all the influences. In Australian cinematographer too. Fun fact. Oh really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He won the Oscar for it. I think. I Sweet. don't like that movie. I don't which admit movie was the it? the third man. Oh yep,
2: yeah. I um, fell in love with it in your film class. Oh, there you go. <laughs> wow. Um, and the last one, which is a double double tie, which I've already brought up today, both Moulin Rouge and Romeo plus Juliet, because. Right. I also want to include um, Strictly Ballroom because that's probably my favorite Baz Luhrmann film because it's so cheap. I want to say it's so like early Australian film, but yeah, I think I think it worked really well. They were good. Right, Pat, what's your list?
0: Um, so I'll just do a few honourable mentions before I get to my top five. Um, <laughs> Don't be that Dion guy B for Chicago. Oh, yes, right. We yep. stole
1: so much yep. from Chicago <laughs> yeah. for yeah. Red Curtain Hell, like right. all of these frames, Absolutely. and I put them. I did a thing. I put them side by side, yeah. and we're like, "Oh shit, we
3: just <laughs> did all of it."
0: <laughs> I um, I, I really quite like uh, Peter Andrews, who is actually Stephen Sonebra. Yes, uh, he does a lot of his own films, which is fantastic. Uh, Robert Yeoman, Yeoman. I don't I Grand remember? Grand Budapest Hotel. He uh, works yes. With oh. Wes Anderson a lot. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I love that stuff. Um, obviously Robert Richardson. Oh, you know, why of, the a fuck lot of Scorsese movies, Tarantino films. He loves his really hot highlights in all of his He just, He's just smacked, you know, 2K on the table. You know? <laughs> yeah. Overexposed, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, yeah. it's awesome. Um, Larry Fong for Super 8. Oh, yeah, I love that film. Yes. And I love the look of that film. It's just gorgeous. Um, so my top five. Uh, number five would be Anthony Dodd Mantle for Slumdog Millionaire. And okay, specifically yes. him, because he was a very early adop- uh, adopter of digital technology. Yeah. Very early, shitty digital technology. <laughs> 28 Days Later, he did with Danny Boyle as well. Oh, yeah. right, and okay, is, yeah. Is an example is he, he's,
1: he's Australian, isn't no, he? No, he's British. Not British? Yeah. Okay, my cinematography teacher knew him for some reason. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, not That's even kidding.
0: Awesome. That's freaking awesome. And uh, he was like
1: good friends with Dion Beebe as well.
0: Yeah, okay, I've met Dion Beebe's brother. Oh, wow. Who camera operates a lot on his films. Ah yes, I've yes. got Dion
1: Bibi on Instagram. That's about it. Good for you. Have you talked to him yet? <laughs> <laughs> Slide into the DMs. <laughs> yeah. um,
0: number four was Hoyote for her. Yeah, um, yeah and yeah. I really did enjoy Dunkirk. I thought that was a master of cinematography yeah. achievements. Um, number three is Bill Pope for Scott Pilgrim. Yes, versus yes. I yeah. fucking love that fucking film. Um, and I think I think he's done a lot of great work. Uh, recently, he did. The Jungle Book, the new Jungle Book. with lot of okay. Did cool. he do oh. that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Didn't
1: he do... What movie did I find out he did? And it was such a bizarre... I was like, what the fuck? It was something really weird.
0: Because he, he did that and he did... Uh, he shot the show Cosmos, which I'm a huge fan of. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, he yeah. Yeah. Did of he? Few, yeah, and he also directed a couple totally of episodes. Yeah. Um, which I think is awesome because I love that show. Um, so what was that, number three? Number... I'm up to number three. Number three is... A, uh, number two, sorry, is a gentleman named Ron Frick who did a film called Baraka... And most recently, Samsara. Have you heard of these? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So essentially, they're not, they're not technically narrative films. They're like a documentary style. But he shoots uh, nature and cities. And he just goes... And they've travelled the world. And they shoot on, like, digital... Um, on um, iMac, sorry. And 70mm film.
2: Oh, wow. And they do
0: these insane time-lapse photography. They do, like, just beautiful... It's, I don't know. I can't describe it. It's so damn good. Yeah. Like, go out and watch it. It's so, oh, it's beautiful. And then, obviously, my number one pick is Roger Deakins. Yeah, yeah, oh, that, that was hundred percent. Yes, and Blade Runner. And <laughs> everything that that guy's touched is just gold. I love it. Really yeah. Good. Cool. That's
1: well, our I, that's our top five. Did I do five? I lost count. Right. I, think, I, no, think did, I think you did five. I can't seem to find yeah. the, the Not money. Lost worthy. I hope he yeah. never wins. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't
0: well, deserve it. Yeah, he totally
1: does. Well, I think that wraps up mm. our very uh, interesting episode. Thank mm. you for coming Thank on, you. Pat. Uh, sure. You can find us at Instagram and Facebook and Twitter at Picture Range uh, On Facebook, we're Motion Picture Rangers. You can email us at motionpicturerangers at gmail.com. If you have any questions, we might do a QA episode if we get enough questions or something uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shane M underscore Anderson
2: you can
3: find me at that Sundance
2: Kid or caps uh, you can find me on Twitter at Chanster, but I don't check my Twitter so find me at Instagram at the Star. And are you on? Oh, are you? you can.
0: You can only find me on Instagram. I don't tweet. <laughs> yeah, but are you on Twitter? co. c o e. c o e.
1: Patrick Elko. Yeah, you were um, <laughs> <laughs> middle names. Um, and I mean, it's a very special thing. Uh, this, the, I guess, this episode is proudly brought to you by Red Curtain Hell. <laughs> oh yes. yes. Uh, the feature film Pat Shot. Pat Cinematography. I direct, directed, wrote, and wrote and directed. I was uh, in it. You perchance to us in it. Uh, it is available on demand now. It's on Vimeo on demand. You can find it at Vimeo.com slash on demand slash red curtain hell. And for our listeners, we have a very special if you use the promo code Picture ranges, just all one word in caps, you get 20% off. You can rent it or buy it. The rental is available for, like you rent it and it's available for 48 hours. We've got some cool behind, we've got a behind the scenes documentary, a blooper reel and there's a director's commentary coming soon. I just have to upload it.
2: Are the special features available on the rental as well?
1: Yes, you oh. rent it
2: and they're just available everywhere. And
1: um, so yeah, have check check that out. We'll put the links in in the show notes and I think that's it. Thank you for coming on, Pat. Always no thanks for having me. Uh, thank you that's guys great. for listening and we'll see you again next week.
2: Bye guys. Bye.